When someone dies, watch out for family squabbles, over money, over a will, over the person's belongings. Long lost family members come out of the woodwork. There are fights and family feuds, but most of all, the person at issue isn't around to tell their side of the story. Therefore, it's a ferreting out of the facts versus the perspectives from those who are alive. Add to the mix that the person who has passed away has amassed celebrity. He's a young, up-and-coming musical artist, which means managers, record deals, and the potential to be a cash cow, if he isn't already. Aye, aye, aye. In this day and age, fans also have a stake in this game. With social media, celebrities engage fans in their lives, air their truths, and put themselves out there. Okay guys, so basically this is what I wanted to explain today, um, just based off of what I've learned and the amount of time uh, that I've been alive, experiencing love, for that matter. There are stories upon stories in the life and death of Jose Onfroy, better known as Broward rapper XXX Tentacion. Since his unexpected death on June 18th, 2018, from a murder committed in broad daylight, there's been lots to unravel. Suspects under arrest, conspiracy theories in the murder case, and a family feud. Let's just say there's a lot to sift through. I'm sad and I'm sad and Local 10 and Local10.com present the Florida Files. I'm Michelle Solomon, and this is the story of the life and death of Broward rapper XXX Tentacion. Ariana Onfroy, Jose's half sister, Dwayne spoke to me on previous episodes of the Florida Files, is her dad, as well as X's. She's attending Howard University when the rapper known as XXX Tentacion starts getting some notice in 2017 on SoundCloud with his song Look at Me. My name is Ariana Onfroy. I am currently a graduating senior from Howard University. I'm 21 years old. I'm from West Palm Beach, Florida. I am a health management major, and this is my YouTube channel. Ariana is two years older than Jose. Like other relationships in X's life, theirs had its share of ups and downs. Prior to him going to jail, me and him were on good terms. Me and him were FaceTiming. You know, every other day, you know, he would speak to my friends about, you know, all these different theories that he had, you know, about the universe, things like that. You know, my friends that were interested in those things, they would talk on FaceTime and, you know, 
things like that. We were, you know, our relationship was good. It was on good terms. You and know, you we were living in, any... sorry, you were living in D.C. then? I was living at Washington, yes, in Washington, D.C. Mm-hmm. Um, I was on campus at Howard University. Right. Um, so we were good, and he was, you know, still doing his music, and he was, you know, doing, going, having different shows in different states, and um, he was going to have a show in D.C., and I was like, you should definitely come by to, you know, Howard and come check it out, and we can spend time together in D.C., and that was the plan, and then... Then he's put in jail after charges of domestic abuse by a former girlfriend. He got locked up, unfortunately, and, you know, then things changed, like, swiftly after that, and then our relationship was never the same after that. On September 18th, 2018, the Sun newspaper in London publishes a story with a headline, XXX Tentacion Sister claims rapper's murder was set up by a member of his inner circle. Digital U.S. correspondent Emma Perry interviews Ariana Onfroy for the exclusive. It definitely was an inside job, she tells the newspaper, because of how calculated everything was, she says. The Sun, known as a tabloid newspaper, sometimes pays its sources for their stories, After queries to The Sun and the reporter responsible for the story, I was unable to get confirmation if this was the case in the aforementioned exclusive. Ariana doesn't want to comment on it. The reporter also doesn't follow up on any of Ariana's claims, with statements from investigators. So, I contact Broward Sheriff's Office detectives working on the case to see if anything Ariana makes public in The Sun story is being looked into. If they are investigating anything further than the four suspects now in jail, accused of killing Jose Onfroy for $50,000 in $100 bills in cash that he was carrying in a Louis Vuitton bag. Broward State Attorney's Office officials would only confirm that the Sheriff's Department has handed over their case files to their office for further investigation. In my own interview, I ask Ariana Onfroy if she's contacted police with her concerns about who killed her half-brother. Did you go forward to anybody with you, with with your thoughts on this? Like, have you gone to authorities and told them this is what I think happened? Oh, due to legal issues, I can't. I can't say. So you made the statement to the Sun in a story that you did with them, and um, and you have you have ideas about what happened, and I and I find that they use that as the headline. I think it got a lot of people interested in that story, um, and I just wondered how that where that comes from you know, where that came from and uh, does that make sense yeah yes um well you know growing up my mother has always watched you know all these investigative channels and and things like that she's very she's into law and law and order and all those different things and stuff like that so i see a lot of you know things like that and and you know just by the situation and how everything happened and all the things that I was told after, you know, his death and how he died from, you know, those that were closest to him. It doesn't sit well with me as to how he died and the things that were going to occur before he died. Um, and then suddenly he died, you know, because a lot of things that were going to happen, I don't, I see it as a, as something that those around him would be threatened by, you know, if, in regards to, you know, like I said, with the financial gains and things like that. What would be the reason? I mean, wouldn't he be worth worth more alive than not alive? Well, we have to remember that my brother was dealing with a lot of um, legal cases as well. So that was coming into play in his life and things like that, and which is why I feel as though 
you know, those that around him, those that are around him is, are those that knew what was going to happen in regards to those things, and which is why I feel as though they took that next step to do mm-hmm. whatever they did. You know, like I could say, I could be totally wrong. You know, I'm not God and I don't know everything, but it's just, it's, it is, I feel it in my heart. And just the way people, people are acting now since his death, a lot of people seem a lot more happier that my brother is gone than alive. You know, they don't seem to be mourning the way that they should be mourning for my brother. BSO says they have spoken to Ariana, and a detective on the case told me that there is no evidence thus far to prove that someone close to Jazeon Freud murdered the rapper. In fact, the investigation may be nearing a conclusion. Also in that Sun newspaper article, Ariana tells the Sun reporter that she's been banned from her brother's grave, banned by Jose's mother, Cleo Bernard. Ariana tells the Sun she'll fight that battle legally. This Sunday, um, I want us all to meet up at Jose's mausoleum. Um, well, not all, but whoever can make it, whoever's in Florida. I know there's a lot of people here in Florida. Um, and I want us to just hang out with Jose this Sunday, play his music, and just bring nothing but good positive vibes, prayers, anything you guys want to do. Um, and we could just sit down and talk, you know, for a few hours and just enjoy my brother's presence and his music. So see you guys there on Sunday. Love you, babes. And I'll be posting a location in the next post. It all stems from that Instagram post. The owners of the gardens at Boca Raton perceived it as something that would turn the private resting place into a public spectacle. When I called the owners of the gardens, they say they had concerns about that post. They send me their operating procedures and a picture of a sign posted outside of the grounds. In an effort to protect the peace of the grounds and the privacy of our family, any unauthorized activity will result in ejection from the property. No unauthorized photography, all videography prohibited. They tell me when someone purchases a mausoleum, it becomes their property, and the owner can decide who is allowed on their property. I can take that fault where, you know, maybe I shouldn't have posted online, and maybe I should have asked for permission first to see if it would be okay, but due to my knowledge, I was told that hundreds of fans come there each day and go to his mausoleum every day, and people are there playing music there. So what I wasn't going to do anything different from that. I don't have that many followers on Instagram. I know that my followers, not everyone on my Instagram page, not not all 37,000 followers on my Instagram page are from South Florida because, you know, um, even the day that I said it for, I ended up going to the mausoleum anyway. When they told me that I wasn't allowed to go, I still went there because I knew that that would be my last time. So when I went there for that date that was set that I made that post for, only about, what, five, six people came. Well, I think it was perceived that it was going to be some kind of meet and greet, like with you, like come and meet me at my, I don't, I'm, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm not saying that from anything that I can. No, it really wasn't, it wasn't a meet and greet. It was a come and let's, let's celebrate my brother. Let's, let's play his music. Let's take in his energy, bring positive energy. You don't have to bring anything to, you know, because a lot of times these fans come and they, they bring gifts to the owner and things like that. I didn't want any of those gifts. I was like, just come with me here and let's sit and let's let's play his music and just enjoy him as a his his legacy and things like that. It wasn't a meet and greet. I can have a meet and greet anywhere besides, you know, like it wasn't a meet and greet. No. Did you take somebody in the mausoleum with you that had a gun? 
I had my friend who is a officer, which is, okay, so I brought my friend who was an officer to the mausoleum when I was threatened by the owners of the mausoleum that I would be arrested for coming to the mausoleum. So I knew, and they said that they, that the owner would have security there. So Mm -hmm. me wanting to protect myself, I brought protection for myself. I made sure to bring it, and it was done in the proper way, and they are allowed to carry a concealed weapon because they are allowed to do that. That's, they have a license to do that. It's licensed. They can bring wherever they feel like to bring anything they want to bring. And they, they did that for me as their friend to be there, to be that middleman, to be that person who is of the law, to know what is right and what I can do, what I cannot do. Because I saw how far they were going, so I wanted to make sure that I was protected at all times and to have that type of security around me. And mind you as well, my brother just passed away from being shot to death. So I have to protect myself at all times. Jose's aunt, Deandra Onfroy, Ariana says she's estranged from her father's sister, Deandra, offers her take on the mausoleum incident. There was a story in a British newspaper where she told them that now she's banned completely from ever showing up. And she's making about just playing music, about nothing else. But is she banned from going there ever again? Yes. And it was because initially when we went and Jesse was laid to rest there, it's a private property, it's private. Yes, he does have fans that go there, hundreds that are like throughout the day. They go there peacefully and she didn't see it from that point of view. She just saw it as, this is my brother's property and I'm gonna go meet a bunch of people, let's go celebrate him, that, that, or let's go meet me, let's go play some music. It wasn't about the music playing. It was, an, it was about you putting out an address that was, that was private. It was about you inviting a bunch of people there. That could have been bad. Cleo Bernard isn't speaking to media, she tells me again. I contacted her at the start of the Florida Files segments on X, and she wasn't talking publicly then either. She says she's working on a project about her son, and that's one of the reasons for keeping the focus off of her. And because she says some days are more difficult than others. She says she's relived the death of her son over and over again, especially when surveillance video was released during court proceedings in late September for one of the men arrested in her son's murder. New at 11 now, we're seeing the moment slain South Florida rapper XXX Tentacion was ambushed and murdered. The new video was shown at a court hearing this afternoon. Our Janine Stanwood is live from Fort Lauderdale with the shocking images and what happened in court. Janine. Calvin Lurie, police have said that those killers were tracking the rapper before they eventually robbed and took his life. Tonight, we're seeing video that shows part of what unfolded. Two passengers come out. The taller one's got a short-barreled rifle. The second one has what looks like a handgun. Uh, testimonial evidence is they're trying to get the victim to remove his chain that's around his neck. Uh, the victim is somewhat resisting. You can see the victim's hands coming out, uh, trying to push them back or, 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 or not cooperate. The littler guy goes to the passenger side. I'm sorry. So, based on your investigation, the smaller of the two individuals, who is this? Uh, Newsom. And this bigger person is who? Bo, right. Newsom's going to go in the vehicle. Bo, right, going to fire rounds in at the victim. 
and Newsom's going to run out with the Louis Vuitton bag. For the first time, we're seeing dramatic surveillance video showing two men surrounding the BMW belonging to rapper XXXTentacion, guns drawn, ordering him to take off his chain. You see the victim's hands coming out. And right here is the moment detectives say they open fire, killing him. While fans of the musician are hearing this new song released posthumously, this alleged accomplice of those two suspects, Robert Allen, is back in court. Cops say the day of the shooting, here's Allen wearing black, entering Riva Motorsports, and walking right past X, who was there to buy a motorcycle. Minutes later, they say Allen goes back to that SUV before the pair make their move. He was in the wrong place at the wrong time with the wrong people. While Allen's attorney argues he should be granted bond, the judge denied that request. Since his death, Cleo says she's been putting most of her energy into the XXX Tentacion Foundation, a not-for-profit, she tells me, that her son started along with his mom as the Helping Hand Foundation. Okay guys, so I'm gonna be starting a challenge. It's called the Helping Hand Challenge. And in this challenge, the way to participate in this challenge is basically whoever makes the most donations gets to meet me, spend a day with me, gets to go out to dinner with me, kick with me, play video games, and get like a shout out and just simple something simple and maybe even a thousand dollar reward. Just days after X's death, a charity event by his Helping Hand Foundation went on as planned. A South Florida charity group honoring the final wishes of slain rapper XXX Tentacion before he was killed. He was planning a food giveaway in Liberty City. So today, despite his absence, the event went on as planned. A charity group handed out bagged lunches to everyone at that event. Deandra tells me about that day and that event. Yeah, so there was a charity event that um, was being planned to happen that weekend of his passing. Um, basically, the, well, it was the kickoff for the foundation that they started, and he passed that Monday, and on that Saturday morning, and with everything going on, she already she'd been to the hospital. She that, meeting his mom. Yeah, Cleo had been to the hospital that week. We still went out there. You know, we still, um, still try to hold it together as best that we could. You know, we had a great turnout for it. And it's all in his memory. People were left in the position that they were and left where they were by him. You know, it wasn't just, a, okay, let me do this now. It wasn't, that wasn't anything that happened, you know. Like I said, Just Say and the conception people have from the outside is different from the person that Just Say was growing into, grew out of, and was evolving into. You know, he wasn't just the average 20-year-old. He made business decisions. He made family decisions. He made decisions and he stuck by them. Cleo Bernard is enlisting the help of one of X's favorite artists, Bankrupt real name Derek Myers, to create one-of-a-kind limited editions to be auctioned with proceeds benefiting the foundation. Their first raffle includes an original portrait by Myers of X. 
Well, this this one is going to be the first of what we're planning to do more. We're planning on doing like once a, one a month, um, but they're going to be different pieces every time. So like this is like each one is supposed to be a one of a kind. And we went with one picture that he had posted on his Instagram. Um, we're going to see how this the first raffle goes. And if everything goes well and we end up raising a decent amount of money and we're able to do something good with it, then we're going to try it again and with, a, with a new piece of our original piece of our uh, in like a month from now. And that mausoleum, she says, is going to be used too. The all-expense-paid trip to South Florida for the lucky winner of the first raffle includes a visit to X's crypt. So he would give the shirt off his back if he was there right in front of me right now. But he had a bigger picture of everything. Like, he knew what he wanted to do and where he wanted to go with it. He wanted to help as many people as he could. And then his ultimate goal was to, like, literally change the world. You know? So the philanthropist side of him, it was there from the beginning. And he wanted to help people. He wanted to help kids, especially the youth. And now Cleo is really moving that forward. Mm -hmm. That was a discussion that they talked about before that. Um, It was something that they started. It just... The initial kickoff, he just didn't get to experience it. Mm-hmm. So, so all these things were in motion before he passed. So she has a lot of stuff that she has to manage now. You know, like Everything. It's not like things have to just, it's not like somebody, I think people have a misconception that, that people pass away and it's like, well, they can no longer make appearances. Mm-hmm. So we don't really have to, but there are still so many commitments that were put into place. Mm-hmm. And then um, it's the morning, there's still music, there's still just everything that's still there, that's still going. And she's, she's working to keep that legacy and it's everyone that's around him, like that's the ultimate goal. It's not about the drama. It's not about who should get this and who should get that. It's more about, okay, let's stop focusing on that and let's focus on the legacy and what could be so much better and what he still has to offer even in death. Well, not really death, because I don't, I don't want to say that as a word, you know? but even in the afterlife. Ariana has designs on starting her own foundation. I do have plans on creating, uh, you know, the foundation as I spoke of in regards to bringing awareness to mental health because I feel as though, you know, being a black woman and seeing, um, the way mental health is dealt with within the black community, I feel like it needs to be addressed and it needs to be addressed very soon because a lot of these young um, people within our community and not even just within our community, but around the world are dying from suicide, are, 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 are putting themselves in risky things that are causing them to, to lose their lives due to the things that they haven't dealt with mentally. You were the one that said you were there a lot for him when other people weren't. So I guess, do you feel like there should be something done for that? Or, you know, is there something due to you for that since you felt like you were there and your blood Well, there's, there's nothing, there's nothing anyone can do um, for me besides it have being done by my brother that I would have wanted. My brother should have been here to this day to come and, and, and fix our, you know, come and fix our relationship, come and speak to me about whatever he was feeling so that we could have moved forward from it. So there's nothing that anyone could do now to make it better for me at this point. No. Oh.
Meanwhile, X's legacy lives on. Shortly after midnight on October 1st, 2018, a visual to his single Moonlight is released. It's ethereal, a bit ghostly. He walks through a crowd who is dancing and partying, but no one acknowledges him. There's a woman that looks like former girlfriend Geneva in the crowd, the one who made claims of domestic abuse. Slung across his chest is that gray Louis Vuitton bag, the same one that his murderers took from him on June 18th, 2018. X's video director, James Pereira, who is known simply as JMP and was behind Look At Me and the latest Moonlight video, explains how this posthumous video came to be. It was a big weight off my shoulders because it was the last project that I was able to work on with X. You know, what is this video? What does it mean? Why, why does it look the way it looks? And why is it not like the other videos? And that's because it was never finished. Everything Jose put out was genius. And if it wasn't genius, he scrapped it. It doesn't matter if thousands and hundreds of thousands of dollars were spent. Jose put something out when he felt like it was really genius. And it was exactly the way he wanted to represent what he wanted to say. And finishing Moonlight was a tough thing for me because I had to work with something that was an unfinished product in my eyes. Yeah. Everything was left, everything was shot, the, the, the scenes ended the times they needed to end, the scenes that we never shot and missed were missed for a reason, you know what I mean? And I think the footage that was left behind for me to work with for Moonlight was exactly what was meant to be left behind. I feel like almost the original idea, as, as, a, as a genius as it was, with how everything was played out and Jose not being here, and being left with just footage of a dark, jungle-lit party with Jose walking through, looking, looking over everybody, and, you know, people aren't really paying attention to him, and it's kind of this, like, weird vibe. That's what it ended up coming out to be, and everyone's asking for all these questions and answers, and at the end of the day, you know, um, the video holds a lot more meaning than I even thought it would because this was not the original treatment, but because of the way everything played out, I feel like the treatment wrote itself. That point when we shot that video, he was in a great point in his life. He was making a huge change for himself, helping everybody around him, supporting everyone else's dreams because he's, you know, he got to the point where he felt like he was really accomplishing his goals. And, you know, like he had the resources and everything to really be Gucci. So he started supporting everyone else, whatever they wanted to do, and just focusing on himself. Um, and I think the sad video, like, you know, changed a lot. And it was like, it was just like, uh, it was like the fast, he was in the fast, he was on the fast train to being a, like a phenomenal person. And it just, you know, with the Moonlight video, I think it's just a, a solid representation of the fact that, you know, his, his work isn't done here. And I think he's still, um, here to make sure everyone can move forward safe and has eyes watched on them and. You know, he lives for all of us, and that's something that, like, when he passed, and even at the funeral, you know, like, you know, energy just doesn't die, and that's why when me and Cleo did the video, we decided to put that at the end, because it's true. He was such a powerful person, energy-wise, and in a lot of ways that, like, you just, something like that can't just, like, disappear in any way, shape, or form.
like, if I would've known he was so cool, and it's like, yo, if I would've watched interviews sooner, bro, we were so alike. It's unfortunate because it's like, yo, when people die, that's when you like, you know? Because your remorse kind of makes you check them out. Get more of the story and online extras on Local10.com. Coming up next on The Florida Files, a new series, the FBI Miami Shootout. Hear from the survivors of one of the darkest days in FBI history.